0: And welcome to the Over the Barricade Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downing, joined each and every week by my co-host and uh, compatriot, the deadliest catch, Lee Brando. Lee, you uh, can you hear me?
1: Well, I just started hearing you three seconds ago, so I'm assuming you just did the intro? <laughs> yes. Cool. That's, uh, you just got to cover it up and run with it in the wrestling business, as they say. It doesn't so, help that you just uh, brought attention to it. Thanks for
0: having me. Huh? What's that? It doesn't help that you just brought attention to it. No, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm uh, explaining what one should do, not what I did.
0: Oh, okay. Do yep. do as I say, not as I do type situation?
1: I guess so, yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I lived my life. But, um, uh, thanks for having me back on the podcast uh it's, well, we need to have a name, so again, the worst name you could pick there's there's people that you could have uh used that I believe no one knows and are dead that would be better than me but um this if if I'm all you've got, we'll go with it. um I'm trying to think. Of everything that happened this week, it was.
0: Hang on, hang on. Let's uh, let's not walk past the fact that you essentially just buried yourself for no apparent reason.
1: Well, to be an expert in self promotion, you must also be an expert in uh, self burial.
0: Self burial sounds like something they pitched to the Undertaker in like the late '90s, like as an idea for him to do and just got shot down.
1: Maybe. Um, What now that his career is over, maybe, you know, there's, I'm hearing a lot of stuff that he's going to come back next year now, but uh, let's say that it's over. What is one thing that they missed out on with the undertaker besides sting?
0: A return of the, the oft missed biker gimmick.
1: You would have liked to see that come back.
0: I think we all would, if we look deep into our soul. I think we all know that complete
1: with the American bad song?
0: the the American badass character was really the best thing that he ever did, and the Deadman character was fine. I mean, it had its ups and its downs, but you know we all we all know that we popped hardest for that the the motorcycle version of said Undertaker.
1: Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They never, um, they never buried the motorcycle, though. That would have been cool.
0: See, now, had they done that, they could have had a bit where he goes and he's digging up, he's digging holes for souls and finds the motorcycle and he has a revelation, a sudden reminder of what he once was.
1: What if the motorcycle replaced the urn? There's a, there's a vignette, and he's digging, and he's digging, and then clink. The shovel hits metal in the ground, and he, and he uncovers a motorcycle, and it gives him renewed American badass powers. Um,
0: what, what if be, did, follow me here. What if okay. the Undertaker's character was really just based on the items that he collected— And he really only explored two different items, an urn and a motorcycle. What if, like, he goes out and he's digging, to your point, and he finds, like, a pirate's chest? Is he what Paul Burchill could have (laughs) been?
1: Maybe. I just like, I like the fact that that or I like the image of the Undertaker just going out for a nice dig. A nice late night dig. That's just how he passes the time. I mean, all, after all, he is the Undertaker, so it fits in the gimmick. Um, but anyway, what do you think? He's gonna come back next year, or what do you think?
0: Uh, no, he's done.
1: I don't know. I've heard lots of rumors.
0: Yeah, rumors
1: are. But I guess
0: those rumors probably, don't really mean anything post WrestleMania, at least not for a while.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing. We've kind of, um, the roller coaster
0: ride has has leveled out. The ultimate thrill and ride. Get the branding the, right.
1: I'm sorry, the ultimate thrill ride. Uh, we've gone over the big drop and kind of the excitement of the Superstar Shake-Up, which is now confirmed to be our one and only draft this year, as suspected. And, um, you know, things are kind of leveling out. Raw did a pretty good number as far as ratings go. SmackDown not so much, but I guess things are just reverting back to normal. But that does bring up the interesting point that I believe WWE is getting close to their negotiations with USA Network as far as their TV rights fees, which you know is is a major factor in their uh, income and and their promotion, obviously. Um, but the last, time they, uh, the last time they negotiated was 2012, and it was a five-year deal, so it's almost up. And uh, the average viewership is down 29%. So it's pretty hard. It's going to be a hard negotiation for them.
0: Um, well, the viewership is also... Uh the overall viewership is down although they've obviously pushed the network model and now that's tv viewership does that also count um their hulu uh centric part of that deal because they obviously put um obviously put with their brand on hulu it makes sense that um you know, those numbers would go down as people go more on demand.
1: Yeah, um, I, don't, I think it works the other way. I think they get more money out of Hulu, the bigger rating that they can say that they get. You know what I mean? The, the bigger value, the bigger interest that they can prove to Hulu, the more money they'll get out of them. Um, so who knows? I, I mean, did it have an effect on their ratings dropping over the years probably but so so do a lot of things you know but uh viewership and tv in general like you said is down but it's still a a major especially with sports um and live entertainment it's uh, a major major factor for instance if the ufc's tvs died off or anything like that they'd be in major trouble um baseball Uh, basketball to a certain extent, extent football for the most part is pretty safe. I think they're immune to uh, losing viewership. I think they're just way too popular, but if they keep messing around with the rules and having all of these, you know, over the top um, you know, I don't know what to call them besides angles uh, like with the Patriots and all that, then they, they might fall prey to the, the same thing. WWE, you know, they have different avenues. They have the network, obviously, um, but you got to think there's, you know, three and a half million, three to four million people that watch RAW on average a week. Now, that's an average. So at some points, there's probably over four million uh, people watching. They can play that card. Um, well, just but... just
0: to. Um just to throw this out there that uh, WWE actually signed their most recent television deal in 2014, not 2012 um, their uh, CFO last year on a um, on a conference call um, he basically a conference call excuse me he spoke at a uh, telecommunications summit last year and this uh the story itself is on WrestleZone. if you're interested in this sort of thing uh from june 21st of 2016 um basically he said quote uh so first on the renewal cycle we have dollars there through 18 2018 our three largest deals which are in the us uk and india actually go through 19 so 2019 uh so mm. the u.s deal is all three of them are five-year deals the U.S. deal will go through the third quarter of 2019, and then UK and India through the fourth quarter. So they're actually not up for renewal. Now is
1: that yet. SmackDown he's speaking about?
0: I think their SmackDown Raw... and Raw deals are actually tied together.
1: I don't think so. Um, I don't think they have been in a, uh, ever really. Um, you got to remember. Well, they're both at one on the same network. SmackDown was on. A- they're both on the network same network, and... and
0: it would make sense that they would be on the same TV deal because they SmackDown switched to USA back in 2014. So, uh, right, excuse... that's what I'm thinking. He's talking about SmackDown.
1: Usually, they, usually how it's been is they sign five year deals. Like when they signed with TNN and that turned a Spike, that was the duration of that was about five years, and they've been signing 5 year deals with USA so i think that's the standard so maybe they signed for smackdown from 2014 to 2019 but i think the last time for a raw was 2012 again i could be wrong uh, uh, i don't think they're i have tied another, together
0: i have another one wwe uh, has signed this is from may 17th 2014 has signed a new television deal that would significantly increase erases the rights fees the company receives for its flagship raw and smackdown program the agreement keeps the show with Comcast, USA, and Sci Fi networks, respectively. Obviously, SmackDown is no longer on Sci Fi, but right. um, Universal, NBC Universal, Comcast Universal owns the rights uh, to USA Sci Fi, a bunch of other networks. Anyways, USA is uh, under that conglomerate, and they re signed both deals in 2014, which means they won't go until 2019.
1: Well, that's interesting. Um, now, it said they waived the rights fees?
0: Uh, no, that said it, raise, it raises the rights oh, fees raise, the company raised. Okay, because so I was about to say. They're probably the on a better business deal business now than they effort.
1: will be in two years. Probably, but, I mean, their ratings are dropping, um, and I don't know how long before their contracts are up do the negotiations start, but they're going to have to turn some things around if they want to kind of have the ball in their court. But what I was trying to say is there's between three and four million people watching Raw, but there's only, you know, between one and two million subscribed to the network. So I don't think we'll see them trying to step away from their TV deals ever, but especially uh, with those ratios. Now, if they had four million people subscribe to the network, it might be a different story. Um, but, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting.
0: Well, the, um, I, it will be, but I don't see them probably leaving USA. They've been there long enough and they still pull better ratings than just about anything else USA has. Um, so they True. kind of fit snugly on that, in that, uh, in that spot. That's the reason for, that's the reason you see new USA shows, generally debut right after raw more often than not or right around raw or smackdown we saw that actually last year with smackdown when shooter they made that show based on the uh the following up from the movie of the same name uh its new episodes aired after smackdown live
1: yeah i w i mean usa network has hasn't really put out a show that's been any good in a long time
0: mr robot i
1: has is that good i have i've heard it's their things.
0: biggest show by far that isn't wwe product um it pulls yeah. really good ratings and it's very critically well acclaimed
1: well i'll have to look into that i really haven't i mean i liked the first couple seasons of psych i really liked monk uh i thought <laughs> that was a really well done show but um yeah, since then they haven't really. They had notice, well they had plenty strong. of they
0: had plenty of good of shows that lasted and did well. Colony does really well for them now too. Yeah,
1: I tried to watch that. I don't know, it wasn't good. And then obviously they've got the worst shows like Chris Lee knows best, what you know, garbage that is lowering the collective taste of the uh, of the entire
0: world. So, would, do we want to get back into the wrestling? Yeah, let's do that. Why don't we talk about what happened this week? Uh, you, um, We do not have any independent shows to discuss this week um, from, from the last week. There's plenty always running. Get out to your independent shows. Go watch them. We just couldn't this past week. Um, however... Uh, certainly I know there's a couple there's at least one or two on the horizon but you
1: can always I'm sorry I just have to point out that Words with Friends just sent me a notification that the word of the day is joint it's 420 just You're... so everyone knows I just I just thought that was
0: important you do have to explain sometimes the date because as, as you might know that we're in an audio medium that people can listen to will most likely listen to tomorrow or never. That's I prefer awesome. to think they'll listen to it tomorrow. Okay. Uh,
1: but yeah, we could talk about the world of of pro wrestling. I mean, there's a lot going on um, on all levels and all around the world. Um, I don't
0: know if there's as far as wrestling goes. I don't know how much like big news there is outside of uh, something you reminded me of, which I've seen this week that popped up. I think it ha- I think the news broke on Tuesday. Um, the uh, that uh, former um, three-minute warning member, Rosie, passed away.
1: Yeah. Um, Matt Anawahi um, passed away at 47. Uh, apparently had a lot of uh, health issues. Um, was supposed to be in Orlando for WrestleMania weekend, but was too ill to go. So... Um, you know that's a that's a very sad story. It, it, we've had a lot of very sad stories in wrestling um, this week. Um, you know Shibata, that that is um, not getting any better, really. Uh, you, you heard about that injury, right?
0: Um, I did hear about it. I don't know a ton of details. Fill in the people who might not know.
1: So Shibata
0: is about 37 years old but he's
1: uh, in his peak, he's in his prime Um, and he was wrestling um, Okada who is New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, World Heavyweight Champion the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion which is easy for me to say Um, and it was kind of his breakout match, he started in MMA and then he switched over to WWE and you know, in Japan, or not WWE, pro wrestling, excuse me. Um, in Japan, they they have the strong style that's very popular. Um, and uh, Okada um, is a huge star there. He's like the rock there. So anyway, they're having this match, and it's Shibata's uh, breakout match. He's, he's, he's being um, propelled to be the superstar, and he hits a very stiff headbutt on um, Okada near the end of the match.
0: Now, to, um, to did... for a little bit of reference, just to while I cut in, uh, Katsuyor Shibata is very much known, even Japanese does have strong style, but he in particular is very well known for his very stiff uh, method in which he works matches. He's uh, one to do a lot of very stiff forearms and strikes. And he's kind of the poster boy in new Japan for lack of a better term, uh, for Japanese strong style, uh, Do continue.
1: Yeah. He, he takes it a little further than most. And that's, that's been getting him over, I, I guess, to, to an ascent with uh, certain sectors of the audience. I have my own opinions on that, which we'll get into, but, um, he lands this very stiff, very real headbutt. Uh, uh, I guess you would say, on Okada. Hang on. And
0: Hang on. It did. The audio's okay. getting funky. Okay. I don't hear anything. It's getting funky on my end, which means it's not going to sound good on yours. <laughs> getting funky like a monkey. That's my it's dusty suggestion. I won't quack, do it quack. again. Hit him with the barbecue pit. Oh, uh, I don't know why when we have, when your we have audio is so bad right now. Impersonation.
1: Uh, so, yeah, Okada is um, near... He, he does his finisher, and, and Shibata counters it with a very stiff, very real headbutt. And it doesn't translate well on video. Like, if you watch it online, you you don't really hear the sound, but apparently there was this like bone-on-bone cracking sound that echoed throughout the entire arena. Kai- Okada kind of crumbles down, kind of like uh, Finn Balor did the other week on Raw. Mm. And Shibata is, just has this crazy look in his eye. like Maybe he's knocked down on his feet, but he's trying to keep it together, and then this blood just starts pouring down his face, um, I guess, from, from where he hit. Now he finishes the match, but apparently when he gets back to the locker room, he collapses. He's taken to the hospital, um, and they they find a, a subdural hematoma uh, on his on his brain. So it was it was very intense. Um, he was he was like in a coma. Um, luckily they they you know the doctors came in. They they worked on him. He's woken up. He's regained. Um, he was he had some paralysis on one, uh, I think his right side and he's regained some of that function and he remembers the mats and everything like that. Um, but he he's likely to never wrestle again, which is kind of, you know, ironic in a bad way since that was kind of be going to be his, uh, his breakout match. Now what also doesn't help is in Japan, they, they, kind of play up the kayfabe more than in the U.S. So for a long time, I mean, this has been going on for, you know, over a week. Um, for a long time, it was, well, what's real, what's not? Is this an angle? And so on and so on. But it's um, from everything that we can tell, it's uh, it's definitely not an angle. And it's definitely very serious. And then also in Japan, um, uh, Aki Bono who was a famed sumo wrestler and a turned pro wrestler, also uh, might be at the end of his career. I mean, he's a huge star in Japan, and of course he had his uh, his WrestleMania moment um, at WrestleMania 21, but he's he's likely uh, going to be retiring from injuries as well. So it's it's been a very sad, somber week, and then, of course, uh, Rosie uh, passes away. And it's just sad to think, like, you know, a uh, three-minute warning was, uh, uh, you know, two cousins that would become Rosie and Umaga, and now they're both gone uh, way too young. So it's just, you know, wrestling, if there's some things that we need to work on as a sport, it's our health. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why it's a work on the video, it would have made no difference if Shibata did a working headbutt or a real headbutt. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference, and he'd uh, he'd be wrestling again. So it's just a unfortunate situation in a few of them this week.
0: Well, that's... I agree that it is certainly unfortunate, and that's... Um oh it's hard to think follow that too.
1: <laughs> yeah it's hard to pick that back up i mean shinsuke nakamura has come out and uh since the shibata thing and and you know he's the king of strong style right and he's uh he said you know we really gotta rethink things rethink the culture because it's it was kind of a, a cultural thing in japan and and they really ran with it but if you're trying to be in a business where you have to perform multiple times a week for many years to make a decent living and to be able to retire, um, you can't be hurt. Uh, and you certainly can't, you know, <laughs> get to a point where, where they'll never, in good conscience, clear you to wrestle again. Right. So, you you know, as goofy and as over the top and unrealistic as the eighties style of wrestling was in the United States, a lot of those guys were able to work, you know, week after week for many years. Now I'm not saying the style should go back to that, but, um, you know, maybe there is something to the fact that, you know, unprotected chair shots to the head are banned and pile drivers are banned and, right. um, head maybe should be added to that list, you know, legit headbutts at least. Now bleeding I don't think I don't think that's the thing that needs to be banned. I don't think anybody is you know as long as everyone's being tested and everything. I don't think that's something that's going to take anybody out of the game. and maybe if uh, you know this isn't the case in Japan, but maybe if that was still accepted and used as a tool, we wouldn't need to bleed the hard way. I'll mm-hmm. uh Randy Orton. Uh, with Brock Lesnar, you know that could have that could have gone the wrong way. Now, Brock, he's a you know super professional, so it's scary, but I'm sure he knows how to cut you open very easily with his body. Um,
0: well, that man but, has um, very large arms and very sharp elbows,
1: yeah, so um, and, and a lot of control. um, but you know that could have that could have been the end of Randy Orton. You know, I mean, who knows with these concussions? Um, you know, Finn luckily came back after one week, but Christian suffered a concussion how many years ago and, and has never returned. Um, you know, so it's 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 just uh, 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 too much to gamble on.
0: Yeah, well, and and I think that's that's certainly accurate. It's unfortunately with any sort of physical you know, activity in that sense where it's something where you're making contact with another person. Even if you do everything right, sometimes, you know, just enough has, can be wrong that you clock heads or whatever the case might be. Not that I'm speaking from personal experience, but you see it um, as a, as yeah. a fan, you certainly see it happen. Even if everybody's really professional and really good. And sometimes it just happens. And, um yeah i mean i think, I don't head, know. Head I think there's there a there difference no
1: between accidents and knowing going in that i'm gonna headbutt this guy as hard as i possibly can and doing that i think you know
0: well i mean speaking with sh- in the shibata sense you wonder if i if that was so much intentional that he was, I'm going to go all out, or maybe in the heat of the moment, he might have maybe misjudged how close he needed to be. You know, somebody who who typically hit, goes a little harder to get that effect maybe took it a half an inch too far, and that was just enough to cause what could be an injury that ends his career.
1: Yeah, I mean but he couldn't have done it safer he just did it unprotected you know usually when you do a headbutt you you use your thumbs and the back of your hand to to stop the the momentum and the impact um, he just he just went hard in an unsafe place it's it's okay to go hard in safe places like the back and, and stuff like that with a with a your shin or your forearm or something it's okay if stuff's going to sting or leave a bruise as long as it's not going to injure you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. And, um, when you go hard in in an unsafe place, like your head, that's just, um, I'm sure he regrets it. And I, and I'm sure, or at least I can hope that, um, good change will come out of it. Um, and I don't, I, you know, to to personally my philosophy you know you shouldn't go to a wrestling match to see somebody actually get hurt that takes all the fun out of it you know you shouldn't go i guess some people go to nascar to see a wreck but that really shouldn't be the reason you you go um you take all the artistic value and and there's a moral issue there and an ethical issue there if you're going to see somebody legitimately get injured um that's one of the problems i have when people go i, I don't watch wrestling because it's fake well w- what do you want you want these guys to really you know if anybody took this punishment that people take in pro wrestling for real i mean their careers would be very very short and they'd have a lot of uh, a lot of problems
0: yeah, so the, the uh there would not be much in the way of um 30 40 year careers
1: no absolutely not and you can see even even with it being a work most guys don't go 15 years you know and if they do they're in pretty rough shape after it so you know we don't want anyone to get hurt um, that shouldn't be why you go to a show and if you're a fan that uh, I, I've, I've always had a weird thing with strong style like First off, you're I don't know. I don't know what the analogy would be like going to see uh going to see that movie The Fighter with Christian Bale and 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 Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. And they say, Well, you know, you should watch this movie because all of the scenes um they're actually hitting each other. Um or, or all the scenes with these guys, but the scenes with these guys they aren't. It would be more accurate. So it's like well, why would I invest any emotion into the scenes where they're not hitting each other? Because all I care about is the scenes where they do hit each other. So it's always been this kind of weird thing psychologically for me to understand why why it became a thing. And then on top of that, you know, why are we really hurting each other? If the business is designed, pro wrestling is designed to, uh, to be entertainment, then why are we not doing that you know why are we taking it somewhere where it doesn't have to go so it's always been an odd thing for me and i think that um hopefully this incident will prevent for future instances of this happening mm-hmm. is really all i can say but yeah it's it's hard to follow up with it's kind of a bad week i mean but we have good things we have Ginger mahal number well, one contender for the on. wwe before we get into
0: that I want to slip into one other weird piece of news that popped up, and I kind of heard about this, but uh, it came up. It was published earlier today. Cage Side Seats had a uh, short little article about it. Did you know that Bobby Roode's glorious domination theme was not originally intended for him?
1: Yeah, it was originally intended for um, Shinsuke Nakamura. That right? is
0: that is correct. Um, yeah. Can you imagine?
1: (laughs) I think they made the right call.
0: Well, according to what, according to the story, and this is also based on an interview that Nakamura gave to ESPN recently. Nakamura didn't like it. Um, Not for himself. He uh, he wasn't interested, and WWE really wanted to use it, and he basically told them no. That it just wasn't for him and you know rising the rising sun ended up being his entrance and it's oddly it's worked perfectly like can you imagine if um if he had started coming out to glorious it would have been so weird
1: yeah and if they wanted him to have the gimmick that he has um and has used in NXT i don't think it fits that gimmick at all so no. maybe they had a Different trajectory for him. Uh, I'm not sure.
0: He was going to come out in a robe, and be very <laughs> it be very methodical in his way to the ring. And Bobby Roode was going to come out, and he was going to wear like sequins. Oh, well, he wears kind of sequins, anyways. But um, I-, I could just imagine the two like it's like in a, one of the WWE video games where. You give one wrestler another wrestler's, like, entrance and movements and everything, and it just looks weird. That's exactly what I'm picturing, just switching the two. <laughs> it would be so awkward.
1: A, yeah, I mean, and they're both really good songs, but it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm reading um, Justin Roberts' book, Best Seat in the House. Justin Roberts, the former uh, ring announcer for WWE for quite a number of years, um, but he's talking about – I just read a part where Vince McMahon – calls everyone talent referees um construction workers the whole crew <laughs> and into... those are just the gimmicks <laughs> yeah uh everyone involved with a monday night raw it's it's before monday night raw it calls them all into the same um uh, meeting area and, and everyone's like what's wrong you know cuz this only happens with with big things right
0: mm-hmm.
1: somebody passing away or something like that and everyone's like oh my god what's going on they get there And on the video screen, Vince McMahon has a YouTube video of somebody who's taken, you know, the video game 2K whatever, and given um, Kane and Undertaker uh, some like like Eva Marie or or like Eve Torres and Beth Phoenix entrance (laughs) mannerisms. I'm just picturing Beth Phoenix laughing his ass off.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's funny. I would feel like Vince always seems like he would have the extreme reaction in that in one of two directions. Either the one that you're explaining where it's funny or the one where he's just so mad and just like, damn it, these people don't know. I I did like half of Vince McMahon. I'm terrible at impressions. I should stop trying. No, it's fine. I'm Um... up to two impressions thus far. I've done a Dusty Rhodes and a Vince McMahon. They've both been terrible, but I've tried. Hey, you know. Um <laughs> let's let's take a look at the <laughs> WWE uh continuation of our storylines from the week. Uh through the week. Um we go to Raw, Braun Strowman declares his intention to kill the entire locker room, essentially. <laughs> um or else yeah, it's which
1: is a very braun centric episode. Or so-
0: else is like the perfect catchphrase for him. Um because in most instances, it means he's going to beat up the whole locker room. But sometimes it means that he's going to do what a lot of people do when they say or else and turn around and walk away because it's not the moment he wants to do anything. I don't like that bit about Braun. I like when he's beating up Roman Reigns and flipping an ambulance.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, there's we're back to um, the old regular format this week for Raw. Where we have somebody, you know, cutting a promo at the beginning, and the authority figure who is now Carnagel comes out to confront them.
0: Well, you but had I the, thought it was you had the very typical. Don't let's let us lest we forget the uh, the Michael Cole intro when you know it's going to be a segment, a long talking promo, um, where it's it's just the 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 crowd shot as the camera slowly turns towards the stage. Or is sweeping across the crowd, and Michael Cole being all excited. Welcome everyone to Monday Night Raw. And then, as soon as he stops, music hits. Um,
1: Boy, how bad has commentary gotten? It's know?
0: well, it as somebody who has done commentary at one point, uh, not for wrestling. That's that's a that's on my bucket list. As somebody who has done commentary for sports and things of that nature. It's very aggravating. <laughs> Not, I will say, um, I th- with wrestling, it's different. As opposed to your typical um, pro sport, such as football, hockey, soccer, whatever, basketball, volleyball, whatever the case may be. It's a very different. It, you're trying to do something very different. When you're doing those, you're literally trying to call the action. If you're enhancing it, it's not necess- It's generally because of who you are and how you're delivering. In professional wrestling, everything you do builds into the story, meaning that one of the reasons Jim Ross is the greatest who's ever done it is because he certainly had his own style, but he was able to successfully build into the story how many big moments from the mid-1990s through about 2010 – do professional wrestling fans who were watching during that time remember specifically because jim ross said something that sticks in their mind something they can easily recall um the most famous of those probably has to be mankind off the cell um uh as god is my witness he is broken in half
1: um, you didn't you didn't want to try a Jim Ross impersonation nope. this week since you're on nope. a roll. I'm
0: I'm oh for two. I have too much respect for Jim Ross <laughs> uh, to, to do that. Yeah, Jim no, Ross Jim I, Ross is the reason that I wanted to get into doing commentary uh in the first place, actually.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that's like saying, you know, George Washington is the reason I wanted to get into politics. Of course you're gonna go for, you know, the prime example or thanks whatever. For,
0: thanks for killing my dream, man. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for taking a look at one of my biggest influences and just being like, bah, nobody cares.
1: No, no, I'm not saying that um, <laughs> he's not the best. He is the best. I'm I'm saying... Are you saying he, I should have know, picked somebody
0: who wasn't the best to look up to and be inspired by?
1: I no, wasn't going to like, pick um, Cole. If, if somebody says I wanted to become a wrestler because of Shawn Michaels, it's like, well, duh. <laughs> you know?
0: I mean, if, you know... If well, somebody says that's... I want to
1: become a wrestler because of... Uh, you know uh Pete Gas, well then then I have some questions for you. <laughs>
0: but don't you then question that person's judgment a little bit?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I have many questions <laughs> for that person, but I'm saying you picked a good a good role model and you're you're 100% right that the commentary um is very important, but I think they've just mishandled it so badly. I don't know why you have to have 3 people and if you do have 3 people why can't they be Three good people, you know.
0: Well, Corey I think, Graves
1: is all right. I, well, that's oh. what
0: I think. Everybody, I think most people feel that Corey Graves is at least all right. I think he's actually pretty good, all things considered, given the role that he's in and he has to occupy. Um, Cole, when he's not as scripted, is actually not terrible. And I, I reference back to the UK tournament where, you know, he didn't have a, somebody in his ear yelling at him the whole time. And he did a really, he did a decent job, all things considered. Cole has the ability to do that. It's just yeah. that's not what they want him to do, and that's the problem.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Cole hasn't really. I haven't really enjoyed Cole since those old SmackDown days where he was with Taz. I thought that was a good, you know. Um, I don't.
0: I don't necessarily disagree. I'm not a fan of Booker T on commentary. I never have been. Um, He's
1: better than. You know, David Otunga. Well, who, I don't. I don't. It, well, who's gonna be excited for when David Otunga comes back? You know, no one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying w- that I would prefer David Otunga. I'm just saying I've never enjoyed Booker T's commentary. Um, yeah. I, I. He's had moments, and Booker T is an absolute legend, um, but not my favorite on commentary. David Otunga is not my favorite on commentary either. Neither is Byron Saxton. And Byron Saxton's it, it speaks very well, but his problem is that he just seems he he's there's no depth at all to him. The best characters have depth. And when you're on commentary, you have to have a little bit of depth. Um and it's just like I did not know baby faces came that white meat. I just didn't know. And now I do. And I feel sad.
1: Yeah. Uh I don't know. The commentary situation's atrocious. A lot of the booking recently has been head scratching at best. But it's kind of like it's kinda of like whatever they do, they're gonna have their same amount of viewers and it's going to spike around WrestleMania and then it's going to taper off and this is just how it's going to be. So why try to put in the effort to do cool things or to actually be the best when there's really no reason to?
0: Well, that's, um, Which I is think interesting
1: that's... because it's kind of the only thing in the field, right? Like, If TNA's booking and presentation got better, more people would probably watch it. And if uh, it's the only (laughs) thing that matters with UFC, you know, you you can see where if they put a guy up that isn't uh, a draw, they don't do great pay-per-view buys. I think their last pay-per-view was, uh, like, in the gutter because they had nobody that really drew – nobody of name value on it. So
0: um, – or or
1: people that have name value but don't get – Pay per view buys. I
0: mean, if you're talking UFC, the three biggest draws they ever had were Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, and Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar was a built in draw because of his WWE time.
1: Yeah. And, um. Speaking
0: of Brock Lesnar, notice how there's no champion on Raw? No, no, like, top champion on Raw? Are we going to see Brock Lesnar before SummerSlam? Before the SummerSlam build?
1: Yeah, I think we're going to get him, um, for Extreme Rules, which is in Baltimore, which is exciting.
0: Are are we going to that
1: show? I think him and Strowman will be in that match at Extreme Rules against each other.
0: So does that mean that you have Strowman winning at Payback?
1: Um, He he necessarily doesn't have to win, but he's going to come out strong. I don't think he's going to lose, but it could be some sort of dusty finish or – some way to get out of it uh like if you you know they could do the count out like they did on smackdown with corbin and uh, aj styles but um no i think you know he might get dq'd something like that and then that could lead into extreme roles but i think we'll see lesnar there which that's june and then they have july august which will be the build to SummerSlam, and i think we'll well, you know, they they might hold off Strowman until SummerSlam because who really else besides Roman and Strowman are they going to put against uh, Lesnar, <laughs> you know? I, I don't d- think anybody is is um, propped up for that yet.
0: I could see where they go to SummerSlam and they have a triple threat that involves Lesnar, uh, either Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman, and Finn Balor. And Lesnar gets canceled out from whoever the big guy is and Balor ends up picking a victory.
1: Uh, maybe. I I don't think they'll go that direction, especially at SummerSlam.
0: I'm just... Well, SummerSlam's um, a long way off now.
1: Not not really. It's only a couple of months. Uh,
0: that's a long way in WWE short-term booking. <laughs> you have to keep, think, an, keep uh, context think, in mind. I think SummerSlam
1: will be Balor and Wyatt. I think that's what they're... Working I, I don't think they're
0: going to wait that long. <laughs> Although, there's... All right, so let's let's swing back into this, because so, there's a few questions I have, but I want to ask it in context. Uh, okay. Chris Jericho is now just putting over everybody as he is getting ready to go into a title match and proceeded to lose to Samoa Joe on a random episode of Raw for no particular reason other than to make Samoa Joe look good. Um, the uh, good yeah. brothers... Yeah, of- he'll
1: be gone by... By May, so he's got a. I guess they're going to use him to put everyone over. That's maybe not, not a... the best time for Samoa Joe to go over clean in the middle of the ring, but uh, makes Samoa Joe you know. look good. Yeah, but takes everything away from the uh, Owens match. You know, does anyone really think Jericho has a shot?
0: Probably not. Um, Gallows and Anderson defeat uh, Enzo and Cass. Uh, nice to see the good brothers get a victory. Yep, as always. Um, uh, forgettable Dean Ambrose on Miz TV segment. Uh, except for... Wait, hold, I, I shouldn't say it's entirely forgettable. Miz, is his whole thing now that all of his, like, promo work is semi-shoot? Um, It could be.
1: Uh, usually when there's language that's used like he was using, like lazy and unmotivated and all that... Um, usually that's coming from somebody that actually believes that in the back so that's not a good sign for old Dean Ambrose Uh, leads me to believe that the higher ups actually feel that way about him and um, it's hard to break that stigma once you get it
0: so and that's the one thing with Miz too is if he's going to do these semi like shoot bits like he's been doing for the last few months obviously the him going kind of shoot on talking smack last year is what really got a lot of momentum behind him. But he's gonna if he keeps doing it, he's going to get over with the snarky crowd and they're gonna start cheering for him. They've already started cheering for him. Which he was well, the yeah, one heel he, that was getting booed.
1: I think he already got over uh with it uh with John Cena.
0: Well I mean at WrestleMania. How much of that is he getting over, got huge bumps. Himself or just the fact that he was going against John Cena?
1: Well, I think all the, I think people really liked all the, well, some of the stuff, maybe not all the stuff that he did, uh, with like the fake Total Bellas or whatever, um, Total Divas, whatever the show is called. Um,
0: you're correct on both counts.
1: (laughs) I think that, uh, I think he already got over with the smart fans and, um, you know, now they're now you're gonna see them try to put Miz against uh, a lot of the babyfaces, and it's gonna be weird because they just put him against a babyface that nobody actually likes. So, <laughs> you know, it'd be like, what's what's next? They're gonna put him against Roman Reigns and expect him to get booed? I I just don't think that's gonna happen.
0: Miz versus Roman Reigns is something I would watch, actually. Oh yeah, I would watch it too. It'd be pretty especially interesting if he's gonna else. shoot on him the whole time <laughs> you know leading up to it. That's a good that's a good feud book it. Um, Alexa Bliss is your new number one contender for the raw women's championship uh, So we get one week of booking for uh, that match uh, one week of build I should say before uh, Alexa Bliss takes on uh, Bailey at payback do we think Alexa wins?
1: no i don't uh i don't think that would make any sense especially after bailey uh, just came off a four away at mania um right. but then again they don't really do things that make sense that often anymore so maybe but i would say if it were me i would keep the title on bailey and i probably wouldn't have uh alexa bliss challenge bailey this early on in in her raw tenure but you know there's a really interesting point that i heard somebody make um that the SmackDown people that came to Raw are just kind of getting beat up and, and tossed around. <laughs> you know, like we had um, Kalisto get thrown around. We had Rhino and Heath Slater, who were the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, cower in fear to Braun Sturman. And then all the Raw guys that went to SmackDown, uh, like the Shining Stars, beat American Alpha this week. They are the so Colones now. The, the Colognes or whatever, but uh, basically what you're saying... That should be saying, their actual
0: tag team name. The colones or whatever. Or whatever.
1: Um, basically what you're saying, though, is SmackDown is the B show and anybody that's on SmackDown isn't good enough to be on Raw.
0: Kinda. Which is not a good point to try to make. Well, especially because now they've... We're, we're going to get into SmackDown, but they have elevated what was essentially a jobber on Smack uh, Raw on smackdown to uh, a pretty high position on raw a smackdown jobber is still very much a jobber although finn balor beating ker hawkins shouldn't surprise anybody um in the least
1: <laughs> right yeah i mean by the way balor looked good one week off old. of uh
0: balor <laughs> looked good one week off of jinder mahal trying to take his head
1: Yeah, and I think that was probably, I think that uh, he got cleared in the afternoon on Monday, so they really didn't have a lot of time. And I'm sure that was just the, they called an audible and then said, hey, you know, put him in there with
0: with Hawkins and have a nice, safe expo of uh, what Finn can do. And Finn didn't really take any, well, I don't want to say he didn't take any bumps, because his moves, he has to bump himself. At some points but hawkins didn't land one shot of offense that was all Balor. the entirety of that so i could see where if he had any lingering effects he could at least pull that off without any issue
1: yeah and i I, and i think i guess they have big plans for him although i'm not really sure where he's gonna fit in because i just don't see him as a legitimate competitor against uh um lesnar but
0: they got to build know. them up. Maybe that's where that Bray Wyatt feud comes in. But we get to the end of the show, and I don't know if this was as telegraphed to you as it was to me. I assume it probably was, because that ring was bouncing quite a bit. Um, and oh, it looked... I
1: knew within the first uh, two minutes of Raw that something was going to happen, because they didn't have those goofy, obtrusive LED ring posts on the ring oh yeah. Just
0: these, yeah i forgot about
1: those no i i noticed that right away and i was like well something's gonna happen either they're gonna put a structure around the ring or ring collapse or something like that but i just i just knew something was gonna happen
0: so we uh we get the the braun Strowman big show spot that's been done a handful of times has big show been involved in all of those ring collapsing spots in wwe um
1: yes lesnar mark henry and now stroman
0: all right cool so three for three big show that's his spot that's his match the ring collapsing match that's just like undertaker's got the uh you know buried Undertaker's alive. got hell in a cell or buried alive um inferno matches kane you know what big show's got the ring collapse so yeah, you know what spot. everybody's everybody's got their thing and i'm stealing it <laughs> can you can you convince the bookers to book that match for you? I don't know if that's going to be a I don't know how well it's going to go.
1: Yeah, I you know, well, I don't know. I mean, if is the ring actually destroyed cuz
0: I mean it falls apart, but I don't know. Like the one thing to think about though, you're always in the main event in that match. That's true. You can never not be in the main event. Um we switch over to Smackdown uh Naomi and Charlotte come out at the beginning, get set up for a match, which, if Charlotte wins, she gets a championship match next week. Um, then, of course, the thing that has got everybody kind of talking from this, and I was watching this, and I actually I took so many notes on this match. Uh, the six-pack challenge featuring uh, Mojo Rawley, Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, and Jinder Flippin' Mahal in what is possibly the weirdest six-pack challenge ever, as in, like, this is for the WWE Championship. There's two guys here uh, with th- three, if you count Ziggler, that I could see, like, all right, you'd give that person a title shot at a pay-per-view. You know, do a little build, you could get there. Harper, Ziggler, and Zayn are about the only three I could think of. Rowan, Raleigh and Mahal were there just to be fodder, so I thought. Um,
1: yeah, there wasn't it was it was strange cuz I thought maybe Harper there, there wasn't like like AJ had been in the match or if Corbin even had been in the match, I would have said like, "Oh, okay, that that guy's going to win," but like you said there wasn't a very clear option.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I I'd assume like there was two clear tiers. That's not the way I thought they were gonna go. Repeated mentions that the winner faces Randy Orton for the WWE Championship at the beginning of this match. I was under the assumption that Bray Wyatt was gonna have his match with Randy Orton for the title. I thought yeah, I've
1: it, heard conflicting things.
0: I thought uh, at the I beginning that it's
1: of it's now non-title.
0: It is non-title. I looked it up afterwards. I thought it was originally a title match. Why wouldn't Bray Wyatt want a title match? He deserves a rematch.
1: Yeah, in storyline he would get a rematch and I think it was originally touted as such but I think it just goes to show you that they had no idea and uh what they're doing and <laughs> Bray Wyatt going to Raw was a last minute um well, adjustment.
0: So, so So I I thought about this. So um by the way, I wanted to make one other point before I move on. I think Luke Harper may have gotten the biggest pop. Uh I think uh, Sami Sammy Zayn was right there, but of all six, I think Luke Harper definitely got the biggest pop. Yeah, I mean, I th- he's very. I'd I th- like
1: to see them change up his gimmick just slightly, just make him more unique than just being the guy that was in the Wyatt family.
0: Well, um, I, th- I think he, he stands legit... out. Without Bray Wyatt on the brand, I think he stands out a little bit more. Maybe not if Rowan is also there. But yeah. um I I don't mind his current gimmick. I think it's fine. It is different.
1: I don't know. It's it's just um like when the shield broke up, they all kind of did a different thing and of course Roman kept most of the elements of the shield. So if the the Wyatt family breaks up, obviously Bray's gonna keep all the elements of the gimmick, but then I feel like you know, they should just change it enough to make it, uh, to make it different. I don't, I don't know, but I, I think that will be the thing that makes Eric, uh, or excuse me, Luke Harper. Have I been saying Eric Rowan?
0: No, I've... just now. That was it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Can I say uh, Eric Rowan? To make Luke Harper, uh, uh, stand out. Cause I feel like he could be a, a main event star. I, I don't know about Rowan. I, I. He's got a lot more work to do.
0: I think you could see Rowan fit nicely in the mid-card, at least for now. Um, If you had a face United States champion, I could see Rowan uh, being somebody who's in that picture. I think Harper can legitimately be in the world title picture. And I personally think they would be smart to put him there, especially against Randy Orton. They already have some built-in history. Yes, we've seen the match before, but... I mean, I don't think it would be a terrible idea. I think it's relatively interesting. Uh, But uh, we move on to, obviously, the end of the match, which saw Jinder Mahal is now the number one contender to the WWE Championship. He jobbed out to Finn Balor last week after he concussed Finn Balor last week.
1: Yeah, and he uh, jobbed out to Mojo Rawley and Gronk. And he's probably won or been on the winning side of two matches in the last year. Since he came uh, and back. And now he's the number one contender.
0: Since he came back. Oh, you know what? His, his, the last win I can really think about for him prior to Tuesday was uh, when he beat Heath Slater to earn a contract after last year's draft when Heath Slater brought it back.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that um, maybe he won a tag match where he was tagged up with Rusev.
0: I don't or... even think he did that, because Rusev was essentially jobbing to everybody at that point. Yeah, so... Like, he's... So done... really, I mean, I'm not against it.
1: Um, I think it's very poor storytelling, right. and it's very transparent uh, that they're trying to build up the India market. Um which is, you know, it's their third biggest market, and it could be number two. Um, it could replace the UK as number two if they play their cards right. And, of course, that would be more revenue for them. Um, just And this... I'm, I'm certainly not against taking gender seriously, especially if he's you know, going to have the Bollywood boys with him and stuff like that. I think it could be good. Um, I just think you need to have a little bit more build. You can't just hot shot it like that. Um, no, yeah, one's, it's not, no one's going to take it serious.
0: It's not like when Finn Balor showed up on Raw and like was immediately number one contender, essentially, for or in that championship match for the Universal title. Very different aspects, very different builds to those because Balor coming up out of NXT, a lot of heat and momentum, or a lot of momentum behind him. Hopefully not a lot of heat, um, but a lot of momentum behind him. Jinder, he's been losing forever, and it's like you just put him over... Now, Sami Zayn, who got pinned for the second straight week on SmackDown, he has yet to not get pinned on SmackDown in two weeks uh, since he joined the blue brand, but you put him over a guy like Luke Harper, who's over... Even Dolph Ziggler, I think, would have made some sense, but just putting him up against Orton, that whole whole thing was weird, because then Orton comes out, and they get in each other's faces... And then I guess Jinder leaves Randy alone so Randy can talk to Bray? Jinder's like, well, I'm yeah. good now. I could strike him from behind because I'm a heel and that's what I do, but I'm just gone now. Like,
1: Yeah, I'm also getting sick of the uh, foreigner gimmick. I mean, it's, well, I guess foreigner it's okay being if, a heel. One, if one person at a time has it. But we have Jinder, we have Kevin Owens, we have uh what's the guy on two oh five live? Um Noam Dark now No 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 I mean there's a lot of foreigners, but it's the uh I think he's Middle Eastern um, oh, 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 Mustafa um, Ali.
0: Yes, Mustafa Ali. Although I don't I can't keep up with two oh five live. It's just too fast of an hour of television. <laughs> um, but So I
1: mean you have like all of these guys that are doing the well, same thing. Neville
0: gimmick. Neville is not just because of foreigner, but how many foreigners are faces how many non U S residents, I would say non North American because Sammy Zayn's a face. There's plenty of Canadians. How many non North Americans are,
1: uh, you got Seamus and Cesaro and, uh, that might be it. <laughs> you know, I, maybe. I um, I, you want to count Kofi, you know, he was born in Kofi. Ghana.
0: Kofi's from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not from Jamaica. Where did your accent go? I uh, I think he, I think he was Survivor Series 2006. Go back that. and watch it; it's funny. Uh, yeah, it was. There's, but I, I don't know. I Jinder's gonna get booed because he, the fans don't believe he deserves it, not because he's uh, a heel.
1: I don't know. I think he's gonna get cheered in Chicago. I doubt it. <laughs> that's where uh, that's where the pay per view is. I I think you. I think. I think it's going to be one of those things
0: I think where they're gonna boo the, the whole match.
1: crowd is like, "Hey, this is gender." Come on now, um, they're going to
0: crap all over that match. No, I don't. I think
1: they're going to crap all over Orton, but I think they're going to be behind gender.
0: I think they, it, if they are on their current course, probably not. If they really build gender well, I could see that, but doesn't? They've done nothing to make is me believe they,
1: yeah. that. Gender and Tonic Express, man.
0: Oy. Um So uh, Shinsuke and Ty, Shinsuke Nakamura and Ty Dillinger uh, do not get in-ring appearances. They both get video packages. Ty Dillinger gets a bit of an interview backstage in which he he uh, introduced his video package. Um, interesting decision. The two NXT guys, neither of them get time on the show. Really, they so get the video package, but neither yeah. of them go in ring. Um, neither of them go out in front of the crowd.
1: Yeah, they've been using Shinsuke the last couple of weeks and, and this week as the dark main event to try to keep people there through 205
0: Live. <laughs> um, against Dolph Ziggler both times. And I think that's the—I the, the I was under the impression that's the uh, few they were building to.
1: Perhaps. I mean, he, you know, they want to get him familiar with the main roster and the bigger buildings and stuff like that. Um, I don't know when they'll pull the trigger on actually giving him an, an on-air feud. Um, has he had a on-air match? I think he's just had the dark matches, if I'm not mistaken. He has
0: not had an on-air match since coming up to SmackDown. He interrupted uh, The Miz and Maurice, who were dressed as Cena and um, Nikki Bella, on week one, and the week after that, he... Came out and interrupted Dolph Ziggler. Said, "I'm Shinsuke Nakamura." Essentially, did a couple of his normal kind of mind game spots that he does, but not really much in the way of contact either way. And then he wasn't even on the show at all last week. This week, I should say.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's what they're doing, and he's he's on the live shows and stuff like that. um, But you know, when they decided to pull the trigger with him. He's going to be a, a huge baby face. I don't know what they're waiting for necessarily. Maybe they'll turn Randy heel and uh, uh, he Nakamura Orton at back. Summerslam. Uh, yeah, I could see it. Um, I think actually though they're, they're going to go for Corbin Orton
0: at Summerslam. That would be weird.
1: And Nakamura Orton at WrestleMania, but. That's you know, a long knows, build,
0: and leaving Orton Champion that long seems strange. Um,
1: well, he we could drop it and get it back, you know.
0: Maybe. Um, so, one last thing before we go. Kevin Owens, the new face of America. Um, this might be my favorite gimmick in WWE that's not That's not Nakamura. <laughs> um, especially with Jericho leaving, I think this is perfect for Kevin Owens. Uh, also, the entrance ramp was li- entrance ramp was literally just Kevin Owens' face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is the U.S. title now not is is the U.S. title now more interesting than the WWE title?
1: Well, I think it's interesting that um, it's it's was the main event of SmackDown uh, that angle, and I think that uh, they might even make it the main event of Backlash. Uh, over Orton and Mahal, but uh, and then on Raw we just have the Intercontinental title. So it's it's interesting what's going on uh, with the quote-unquote secondary titles. Do you yeah.
0: honestly think they're going to put the U.S. title on after the World title?
1: I think they might. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be the better back. match.
0: But like, I I can't ever picture them doing that. It's the WWE Championship. <laughs>
1: They've opened pay-per-views. Uh, they think, opened you know. one
0: last year, but that's because it was going against the presidential debate, and they knew it wasn't going to work, so they tried opening the show with it, and that ended up being kind of a crap pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that uh, I think that they might put on the U.S. title last. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think the Chicago crowd is going to love L.M.'s and Styles and i not don't disagree
0: so in Mahal. i don't disagree i just i i don't see wwe thinking that way but that's where we could disagree but we'll have to agree to disagree at this point we are uh out of time for this week um are you wrestling anywhere this weekend uh
1: no no i'm not i'm not wrestling for a while i'm uh I'm, a, I'm experimenting around with a lot of things and I'll keep everyone posted but uh, when I come back I mean I'm not taking a hiatus or anything I'm just making some changes and when I come back it'll be uh, hopefully a good surprising change for those who see it
0: alright so um, a couple weeks okay that's fine um, go ahead and plug yourself on social media sir
1: uh, Instagram and Twitter at Lee Brando underscore uh, book Lee Brando at gmail.com for booking inquiries and contact uh, Facebook.com Lee Brando. Cool. Snapchat Lee Brando <laughs> underscore.
0: <laughs> You're on Snapchat too? I do have a Snapchat, yes. Do you use it?
1: Rarely. Most of the time it's just pictures of my cat.
0: Cool. You should, um, then everybody listening should uh, definitely hop on that Snapchat because uh, your cat's the bomb. It is
1: pretty awesome. Uh,
0: you can follow the show. Uh, hit us up on social media Facebook.com slash Barricade Show, Twitter at Barricade Show is our handle. Uh, we are on SoundCloud, obviously, soundcloud.com slash Barricade Show. Search for us on iTunes and Google Play. Just search for Over the Barricade Podcast. And you will find us there, definitely. Uh, give us a listen, give us a like, uh, download, subscribe, five-star review, whatever the medium you find us on, give us whatever the best you can of that is so we can uh, we can revel in that, at least for a little bit. Um, you can also email us if you'd like to at Over the Barricade podcast at gmail.com uh reach out to us let us know we're always looking for some feedback we're also looking for ideas for different uh fun segments we could do um various things we floated around alternate commentary on matches um just any number of different things we'll we'll give you some ideas of those things down the line as we think of them but uh definitely feel free to hit us up on social media and we will see you guys next week We'll be back next Thursday. Any parting words for the listeners, Lee?
1: You always ask me this, and I always think I'm going to think of something, but <laughs> I I never really do. Um,
0: I'm I'm testing you. I'm putting you on the spot each and every week.
1: I know it's 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 awful. It's quite terrible. Um, no, I think that next week we should sit down and we should record an alternate commentary to a pay per view and uh, and see how that works out because I think that'd be good.
0: Something to think about. Um, we will, we will consider doing that. All right. Catch us next week. We'll see you next time.